Hey, Blunt Force Podcast Radio. We smoking on a good one. Hey, check this out, man. When you're picking a track to play, think about what others might want to listen to instead of just you. <laughs> Look here, man. You call me. This is Blunt Force Podcast Radio. I can play whatever I want. And the people going to love it. Why? Because the people love me. They what? <laughs> the people love me. You don't say. I do say. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> What's your soul playing ass? Nah, Blood Force Podcast Radio. I smoke on that. It's got me hot as a motherfucker off of in here, man. Man, fuck y'all to see from. I'm fucking overdosing some shit off this shit. Now pussy playing, I hate to say that I'm too wrong with it But y'all dig it cause I be talking shit Them hoes say that nigga cold as hell Fuck what the fuck is talking about I wanna get up with that big ball of big Plus niggas feeling what I'm on as well Plus got my mind in the zone The one that's rockin' fresh penny pale Sweet tooth to shine on his bone Somebody beating up the block and fresh by the rims If it's me hell, you can tell by the design on the chrome Crying on the phone Hoping I'ma know what a good she took me shopping And had me trying on cologne So I left her on the line with a toe Got up with this other bitch, bought no weed Cause she fine up her own So hurry with the Billy bitch I'm really sick, off of some illy shit Here go with Rusty Razor Blade But still a split and fill it with the killer shit so I can really trip It's like the bubbles tailor made from Millie Clip to Max Ends I lift the beef in the back end Straight to the chest and it got me sprung My lungs started collapsing Shit, nigga, what's happening? The sass got me tripping off the drums The guns ready for action Duck the swing on either upper thing Try to beat up the bass Up and hang, suffer pain up the range They use a bogus motherfucking man Since the bitch struck a vein I'm too strange for motherfuckers to compete with I'm on some infrared heat shit With a deep clip When I eat sleep shit But if it's a freak bitch She can suck a sweet dick Till she sees sick Blacking niggas up like an e-pitch With smoking and devils Put your hands together like you know the host Cause ain't no nigga that can resist the words from the twist Leaving niggas comatose from my overdose Put the fuel on it, take a pool on it Me overdosing no weed is sending all y'all over to a thing Kill off all in the meads while making cheese Catch you open no knees and snatch your fees Now that I'm a king gang the fuel on it, take a pool on it Me overdosing no weed is sending all y'all over to a thing Kill off all in the meads while making cheese Catch you open no knees Niggas rolling me beach, that's so they can hang Can you figure out the cause and effect? Niggas coming on your set, thugs coming like they draws with a tag Victim bleeding from the neck, shirts is getting wet Shorties yelling threat, looking for the one who called for the dead Now they end out the hole in the spot Hitting stomachs, leaving niggas pitched up Bodies bald in the knot, bullet holes in the wall from a Glock Searching for the one who called in the shot Types crawling for rocks going all in the socks Of a recently deceased from what was released From the chrome beast to the dome beast Visions in my mind being increased By inner beef for some grief, but when I cheat for some strong lead I'm stopping hard enough to make a nigga try to check his own cheek Violate him and can't annihilate him Picking up his own teeth in the zone with the microphone deep Stimulate him and pistols penetrate him Nerves still jumping cause adrenaline pumping is a motherfucker Hit him with the steel blood suckers Murder by blood lovers Making sure every one of you hoes does suckers And I bullshit you not If it was full clips through glass You would steal that or you'll get too hot Cause when my fuel kick you dry Hype is tricking no you tell me where he at bitch And you'll get too rock Cause when my tool clip you pop Can this hype nigga stop shit I'm hazardous Making musical miracles like I'm Jesus and Nazareth Yet disastrous Smoking on halves and halves Fuck up his cancerous Bust ass simply because I'm master this It's hard to breathe I'm busting like an A-bomb Cause I'm in the zone 22 with cold shit up my sleeve It's hard to stay calm Thinking about the bitches that I'm finna bone Hitting my enemies in competition Up with lethal blows It's damaging Blows as cannons And we'll even think ladies frantic people in the industry panicking I thought we got in this To get out of pistol handling Now it's possible motherfuckers Can start vanishing Fuck a Anderson I be talking plenty of Thank you for stress And flowing over notes I'm still sticking They can get close I know I got you tripping off the shit a nigga said off for overdose Put the fuel on it, take a pool on it Me overdosing no weed and sending all y'all over to a bank Kill off all in the meads, we're making cheese Catch you up in no knees and snatch your fees Now that I'm a fucking gang Put the fuel on it, take a pool on it Me overdosing no weed and sending all y'all over to a thing. Kill off all in the meads, we're making cheese Catch you up in no knees, niggas rolling me beads Just so they can hang Come on and talk on the dub with me I love cities with parties that's full of bitches Where they let me rub titties Be able to pack a snub with me In case we get us some static And got a star leaking blood from studs kidney So don't ask if it's the bud in me Because for some reason I smoke a and get too wicked and raw It can be Nicholas all the way Just choking me potent See how me rocking mics And giving your bitch dick in the jaw I'm hooking the law You looking to know Took what you saw Got the bees pin the pad Out the bottom draw They got the biting And formulating some shit You call your own But take it to the rehab Cause you got a flaw To put it simple You ain't cold enough Tripping out like you can't control the stuff Back in regular like you know in the buzz In a different zone from us You niggas need to sit the fuck down Get a swisher and roll this up If you think I'm speaking too bold What's up? I ain't even know no whole shit But the mob is so thick I'm the type of nigga You should wanna get up close to And take a smoke with If it's static to check your click My mind Show I know the ropes Cause when it come to this rap shit Niggas are choke Till I'm ghost While I breathe reaper smoke From my overdose Try to put me to the test Give me some Buddha blast I'll show you who the best Release the vocal trilogy Slow it up man Motherfuckers didn't fail you man We go to the next shit man You stopping motherfuckers and shit man I'm trying to get my zone on Let niggas hear what the fuck I mean, I'm doing man I mean you in zone man Let's go to the next cut baby A uh, couple years back You know what I mean I contracted COVID-19 It was crazy It was like December of 2020, you know what I mean? 
you know, just start feeling exhausted, man. Start feeling super tired. You know, next thing I know, go to the emergency room real quick. And they give me the little test. Dude trying to take blood and all that and trying to admit me. I was like, oh, no, nah, we ain't doing that for Did you know just, you had it? Did you think you had a... I was pretty sure I had it. My wife had called me and told me she had, uh, had tested positive for it. So at that point, you know, I just left my job, came home and went to the emergency room or whatever. But I wasn't trying to be admitted to no hospital, man. At that point, I saw too many stories. Mm. I was terrified to my heart. <laughs> staying in the hospital so Ain't that you know, I, man it really is man never been uh you know never been that really scared as far as my health you know it's just you seeing you know celebrities catching you know you seeing people you know uh some of their relatives passing and getting real sick i know a couple of people that uh got real sick to where you know their health is not the same permanently you know right um you know but i called it mostly what it was for me was a whole lot of fatigue i didn't really call for you know nothing like that it was just more so a lot of fatigue and i would overheat man that's the one thing i honestly thought i was gonna die because i kept overheating man like my wife thought i was crazy because she came home one day and saw me just laying in the floor bucket naked and i was like man hey I'm, I think my temperature was probably like 103 degrees or something like crazy like that. I'm thinking I was going to die, man. Just, uh, it just, I kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter. I had to go jump in the shower, man. And it was just a crazy ordeal. But after about four or five days, man, it was, it was all good. And, uh, you know, the symptoms come and they go, Still? you know, uh, no, not now, you know what I mean? But I'm talking about as far as like that, that 10 day period, mm. like you'll wake up like in the middle of it. You'll wake up one day and be like, oh, man, I feel fine. Like, I literally feel good. Like, I could go do anything. I don't need to be quarantined. I'm straight. And then you'll take a nap. And you'll wake back up, and you'll feel like you're about to die. Where the least little thing just gets you exhausted. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't eating. Like, we, you know, me and my wife sat here in the house, and we really didn't eat for, like, two or three days, really just, like, nibbling on you know, a little old pizza or something that we was having around or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, we had a nice little support system that, uh, you know, helped us get, make sure we had food and uh, make sure we were straight. So it worked out, you know, it wasn't the same for everybody, but it, it worked out for us. Um, and that's pretty much just, you know, that's what led me to just go ahead and, uh, you know what I mean? Take it serious, man. Just, just Hey, when, um, when y'all told, uh, did it, did that help with y'all relationship? How when you and your wife, when um, cause you know it was, it, everybody had the the well not yeah. even a lot, not even the quarantine, but just everybody was in the house for a good yeah. um, for months, man. You know what I'm saying by themselves. The, me and wife, me and my wife, we kick it all the time. Anyway, that's there's nothing abnormal for us. You know, we we try to spend as much time together as we can. Anyway, cause uh, we actually get along. So you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we like being around each other. So it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary for us. You know, I do know it was some uh, situations that wasn't like that because people was forced to be around a significant other. I can't imagine not wanting to be around my wife. Man, yo, That's can you, can, can, bruh, ain't that something? Like, what's the point yeah, man. of yeah, being married, yo? You know what I mean? Like, like bruh, how, how can you not? I can, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man, because I know a lot of people like that to this day still. That don't yeah. like to be in home with their wife. Like, well, what are you doing this for then? <laughs> like, for real, that's supposed to be your sanctuary, bro. Yeah, like, man, you know how your... much I would, I would pretty much give up everything I got to have a family. You know what I'm saying? People don't know, People don't know man. That's, I know we didn't kind of, you know, segwayed over to another subject, but it's important, you know what I mean? It's two black men talking about the, the family aspect, too. So that's, that's dope because of... Uh, what you just saying is it's a lot powerful, more powerful than people thinking, man. You know what I mean? You you know, I know you everybody like getting their paper and everybody like feel or whatever, but you just said something that's priceless that you know, hey, I rather I give all that up just to have a family, man. To have nigga. somebody to come home to that got your back, man. It's it's priceless, bro. Man, you ain't lying, nigga. That shit is you 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 man. preach it. No, you know what I mean? But you know that's that's what happened when you speak the truth, man. Because uh, yeah, man, that's 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 strong, man. That's real strong. So um, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a bad transition. I mean, it was just us pretty much kicking it day in day out, like we tended to do anyway when we off work, you know. Right. But it was crazy, you know, being essential worker and all that. I didn't feel essential. 
The motherfuckers definitely didn't pay me like I was <laughs> intentionally forgot about my ass for real. What yeah, about that people, part that did? Was y'all getting broke off on on, on on your side of the coast? We we did get a a little little bump, you know what I mean? A little, little gave, bump, G. <laughs> yeah, you know they gave a little. You want a bump, G? You know what I mean? That's exactly <laughs> what they gave us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They gave us a little. I don't even remember what it was to be honest. It wasn't significant. All they did was pay a bill a little earlier. So, you know, that's, that's all that was. Man, these but people, they, they was better than nothing, you know, I guess. These people out here was getting broke off, man. They was getting, they was, some people was getting like 4000 a month. One, yeah. my, my guy's son, I guess they had, didn't pay him for like the first couple months or whatever. They broke him off with $10,000. Ooh. Bruh, man. they was breaking people off left and right out here, man. Left and right money. with yapers. That's why nobody went, 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 was going back to work. Everybody was yeah. like, "Well, shit, I'm making way more money just sitting here yeah. that I'm going no, doing that work." If they're gonna give me the money, and we eventually all going back to work anyway, so Bruh. you know, it's always two sides to it. People like, "Oh, they living off the government." Well, y'all done told me to stay at the house. <laughs> what else you want me to do? You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't leave and you don't want me to eat either. Right. You just want me to say, just die. Huh? Fuck me, just die. So, it's, you know, so you know, it's a lot of people that got their money off of it. You know, unfortunately, it, you know, it'll come to an end at some point. You got to go man. back to how you was getting it. But, yeah, man, it was, it was, a, lot of, it was a lot of money in the street. You Bruh. know, it was huh. high, like, uh. What you say with them yapers all over Facebook? Man, I'm like man, they ain't paying the note on that. You know, it was, man, might as well get some Bentleys out here, man. Bruh. Everybody was getting broke off, man. I'm talking about ten thousands, man, thousands, thousands of dollars, man, thousands of dollars. That's all everybody kept telling me, man. You ain't get that. You ain't get that. Why you ain't get? You sitting there, but yet then again. I'm sitting up here looking at all these people getting all this money, and they all just in the same predicament though. Now I can understand people got bills to pay and shit. You know, so I can understand that, but they was getting broke off a lot of money, man. And I ain't really see nobody's situation really alter. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, I ain't gonna say everybody. I can't say everybody, but um, I know a lot of people did do good with the money, though. There's some people that did what they were supposed to do, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know what I mean. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're right, though. But for the most part, people did what they do. They get their money, they spend it, they go back to the hand, want more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether they from the job or whether they getting it, you know, just from the government or whatever. You know, they don't know. They don't know how to be valuable enough to make the money, but they know how to spend it. You know, so when it come in, oh, it's definitely going back out. Man. So yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be that, man. It's gonna be that. There's a lot of people stuck in the same spot. And they, you know, it's it's, and they had enough money to come up with an idea, you know what I mean, or come up with a a, a way to flip that and 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 make something out of it to where you better going coming out of the pandemic than you was going in. But you know, everybody ain't got the capacity to to understand what that money is about. So you know, but man. you're right though. You're right, hundred percent, man. Most people came in and went out the same way, you know. <laughs> I was broke when I came in. I got this money. I'll be broke when it's over, and we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. People. But hey, man, you know, I can't. I can't really talk stuff. much about that because I didn't did that all my life. I didn't had a whole bunch of money and jagged it off and been right in the oh. same place. Like, man, yo, I ain't got man, nothing to show no, for nobody. nothing. I ain't got nothing to show for nothing. When you up, you ain't what dudes <laughs> say. This movie man, the movie blow what Ray Liotta say when you up, you feel like you ain't never gonna be down, and when you down, you feel like you ain't never gonna be up. Yeah. So, so when you got top man, I had thousands of dollars in my pocket, man. I'm like, man, I'm it's it's it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's man, we what? This is quick premium, and you know what I mean? Whatever it is, hell yeah, exercise my shit. I want a large, forty four house. Whatever it is, man, top shelf liquor, the best of everything, you know. But you know, look back on it, man, I ain't got none of that shit that I had. Whatever I bought with it is gone. And uh, all of us, I would, you wouldn't be pleased if you ain't you fuck up a little bit of money. So, you know. <laughs> man, man, man. Actually, God damn. <laughs> nothing. And wake up in the morning.
wonder, like, I ain't need to buy a gallon. It wasn't even that many of us. Uh... <laughs> well, we could have bought some Silver Thunder and sat down the Wild Irish Rose and been good. But I had to get the Hennessy. Hell yeah. DSOP on that ass. Well, I only had three sips. Be like, we only got regular Hennessy. I don't drink that. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, you ain't lying. Hey, I remember I was hitting licks on weed. We was like, dubs don't even get me high no more, nigga. We need, <laughs> I need two of them, yo. I need the 40, man. Dub, dub, nigga. Dub, you smoking dubs? Yeah, ain't nobody doing that. $40? I'm in high school, nigga. I, I remember that feeling. I remember, boy, I was stealing, stealing money from uh, from uh, Baskin Robbins, goddammit. Thought I was on one, nigga. I thought I was a boy. I thought I was talking shit to everybody. Like, yeah, I ain't gotta. I'm gonna be doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I swear I said that when I was in high school. I'm gonna be doing this for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'll be robbing these niggas forever, baby. 32 flavors. 32 flavors. Gonna be 32 kids. I'll be taking. <laughs> Hey, I swear I did, boy. Oh, Every single year, me robbing these motherfuckers blind in it. Hope somebody come in and buy all this ice cream. Yeah, man. Front Force Podcast Radio, we in the building, baby. Yeah, yeah, We still hustle till the sun come up. Crack a 40 when the sun go down. It's a cold winter. Y'all niggas better bundle up. And I better be a hotter summer rapper on you just to rock it down.
you know, people would defund the police, man. I think people get that shit. They think wrong when you say the word defund, man. You know, defund the police. It don't mean disband the police. Right. It's 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 not to the point to where we want the police just to go away, but we do want the police to be reformed in a lot of different ways and to take some of that money that they're using on all this heavy equipment to to come in and occupy the neighborhoods. Take some of that money, man, and, and get it to a mental health reform, man. Because a lot of these calls that they responded to, these people don't need to be criminalized. These needs, these people don't need to be thrown in jail, man. Sometimes they need somebody to talk to. Yeah. They need somebody to de-escalate the yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, police ain't always the best people to de-escalate something. You would you know, think I, they I should be, though, man. But... They're supposed to be. The good ones are. There's some that you know, they will de-escalate the situation. They'll calm it down. But for the most part, man, they're coming to make an arrest. And they're going to do whatever they got to do to make an arrest, man, and, 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 you know, get that collar, man. I don't know if they got a quota or what. But, you know, just keep in mind, man, defund don't mean disband. Defund mean, man, you know, y'all don't need tanks. Y'all might not need AR-15s and extra bulletproof vests with the armor piercing you know what i mean all that shit like you know maybe you need to spend a little bit of that money on community activism man be really protecting and serving you know because if that's really your goal if that's really your number one aim is to engage the community then take some of that money that you're getting and and lessen it you know what i mean on that artillery man like what are you doing what do you need to come in the hood with choppers for man it ain't that serious that's what you use to take down the mafia or if you're taking down a criminal organization but you're dealing with the average citizen man nah you don't need that shotgun man you know you just need to extend your hand to the community you know and learn the community that you police in instead of just being an occupying force or presence you know what i'm saying yeah it's just man there's just so much with that man the police man it's just i just don't like the part as far as you know the Ain't nobody speaking up for all the bad shit the police is doing, man. You know, all the all, all the other officers don't speak up. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? And, to me, people don't really wanna people don't really wanna accept it. But I mean, the police is a gang too, man. You know, bro, the police the is and I don't mean the sense of, you know, the way they you know, they, they behave like a street gang, but what well, I'm saying, no, they really do behave like a street gang because, you know, it's like, you know, one of us do something, you know, you keep your mouth shut. You know what they call it, that thin blue line. That's that's like a street game, man. You know, that is, you know, if you're a blood or a crip, you know, if your blood, blood, hey, man, don't say nothing, man. I did that. We keep that between us. Or you defend me no matter what. You know, nine times out of ten, that officer going to defend his brother, man. You know, that's gang-like activity, bro. You might not want to see it and accept it in that way, but, you know, that's a gang, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, you, you, you sure right, because that's sure what it sounds like in, Majority of all the documentaries, like that seven five documentary, that's the one that really sticks out when I talk about I think about police on as far as the uh the tight the tightness of the police on how how they all group together no matter what happens. You know, it's just I mean, man, I ain't even got to the anxiety part, you know. We we you know, the anxiety just being around the police is why yeah. I'm really tired about that one, you know, but it's just man Ain't no trust, man. It just you know, it's just it's funny. I, I feel safer around a fireman than a, than a police officer. Man, it's whether, crazy. Whether I know him or not, you know, still even if I know you, I mean, yeah, it's still, but it's still like, man, look here, man. They yeah. talk different. You know what I'm saying? It's a different type yeah. of language when they around. It, you know, it's just different, and it just it ain't a good different either. No, nah, man. Law enforcement just it, it it makes us nervous. I mean, just in general, just because how they didn't engage us in the past. Like I tell everybody this story, man. It was when we was little kids, you know, like early childhood, like head start age. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to the fire department, man, and we had a blast, bro. Like we was sliding down that pole, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, we was having the time of our lives, jumping in the truck. You know, the firemen, they was letting us wear the hat. We got to see the axe. We saw the dog. Yeah, and all I remember that. doing stuff like that. Fire dog, man. The next day, or I don't know if it was the next day. It was a long time ago. 
But right after that, they brought a police car to the yard of the school. And they opened up all the doors and were saying that we could crawl through the, the car. None of us wanted to crawl through that back of that car. Not any of us. And we was, some of us was crying because the police, to us, it represented something else. It didn't represent goodness. It didn't represent, oh, man, we want to protect and serve and I want to be. Nah, it didn't represent that. It represented, man, you might get your ass whooped. You know what I mean? Because at mm -hmm. that age, you know, seeing them take my pops away. So to me, it was like, oh, the police show up. Somebody getting taken away. You know, somebody going to jail. Somebody is getting attacked. Somebody about to get arrested and knocked down. So, you know, it's our frame of reference as kids coming from the neighborhood that we came from that, yeah, the fire department, they really brave. They coming to put out a fire. You know, who, who, who ain't afraid of fire? You know, it's like, man, they not afraid of fire. I'd be terrified. But we looked at the police and was just like, man, like one day I'm going to be big enough to hold my own against you. We hmm. looked at them adversaries. We didn't look at them as, oh, man, thank God, man, you hear police. We looked at them as, man, here go these motherfuckers. You know, so, you know, that, that needed to be fixed. I understand, you know, our neighborhood was far from perfect, but it didn't need for us to, you know, be uh, carried the way we was carried, you know. I uh, see. That's that's good you said that, man, because I had the opposite experience. You know, when I grew up, it was, you know, I, I grew up with D.A.R.E. products, uh, 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 D.A.R.E. when they was with the police would come in and, you know, with the it was both the firemen and the police, but I remember, oh, yeah, we, I, I, I remember vividly in class kids saying huh. they wanted to be a police officer when they grew up. They wanted to be a fireman, a lawyer. But a lot of people were saying police officer, and my experience really didn't change until I would say maybe my seventh, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, when I started interacting, having my little interaction with the police and mm -hmm. started noticing different things and but you know I'm saying yep. I, I wasn't raised that way, man. You know, I was raised where you know I, I liked the police. You know, I was cool. You know, I, I never, you know, the neighborhood we was in, we was everything was cool. But as I got yep. older, I started seeing shit differently. I started being treated differently, and then that's where my shit started changing. And then it just got worse. The older I got, the worse it got with my interaction with the police. And you know, on both sides, I tried to, you know. I've had all type of interaction with the police. I don't, you know, it's just, man, it's just, throughout man, my life, yo. Yeah, throughout my life now, that's what I mean. Like, in the beginning, I'm not here to say, you know, the police was treating us bad as little kids. Right, right, right. That when we, when we saw the police in our neighborhood, the things that they tended to do, we was afraid of. You know, we didn't rationalize it because you got to think, you know, you got to do this out there every day this he nice to you your parents know him and y'all y'all cool you know you looking up to him this is a dude in the neighborhood that you know he look up to you give you a quarter or something when you want it but now the police throwing him on the ground you know saying that he did this and did that and you know this person like nah this ain't a bad dude but at the same time they treating him like he a criminal so you tend to look at the police that way and the fact that some of them held that image throughout my life, it didn't make it any easier. Now, yeah, we had their programs and yeah, we had great, it's great police officers. Like even in our town, we never had just straight dirty police officers. It was just that we thought that they took their power a little bit too far. Yeah, we and definitely that, had some dirty cops. The problem is, huh? I said, yeah, we definitely had dirty cops out there. Chicago Heights, Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Markham. Yeah, it was definitely some dirty cops. We had nicknames yeah, for a lot of them. It's a lot of people from Chicago that's coming home just based off a couple of detectives, you know, torturing prisoners or whatever, and torturing and getting confessions out of people. So I was reading about that. It's a, it's a lot of people from Chicago that went to jail in the late 80s and 90s, you know, coming home off of, based off of misconduct from the detective. Whatever. That's what, Jump Out Boys, I mean, they just not saying Jump Out Boys, man. Jump Out Boys was, well, we were saying that in the 90s. Yeah, we were. Yeah, it was out there. We referred to as Jump Out Boy, yeah. yeah. They were showed out there. And that was the, man, that's, oof, that was no punk, man. You know, yeah, that, man. That, that, that was part of it. You know, it was, yeah, it was, it was just insane, man. You know, it was yeah. just insane. So I had some good interactions, you know, with some officers. And, because yeah. they people.
I mean, they people and they had aspirations and, you know, they, they got, you know, they got lives the same way you do. They want to come home, yeah. you know, and eat their meal. They want to come to work and be safe and make the world a safer place. But overall, I think that there's a little bit too much, like maybe militarianism, I guess. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? The way they feel like, oh, man, you just do what I say and don't question anything. And if you say anything. We can arrest you for disorderly conduct, you know. But then you got some of them that, you know, they'll haggle with you. They'll talk to you. They'll, you know, reason with you. You know, we want more of that. You know, that's what we mean by defunding the police. We don't mean that we just want the police to go away. I'm 40 plus years old. I need the police to make sure that these young boys don't don't come take my shit. You know what I mean? You know, these young pox out here. <laughs> come take young my thundercats. Shit. So, you know, I, I need damn police to come do their job. I'm not going to call y'all, but I need y'all to show up from time to time to make sure everything's straight, you know? And remember, I'm, I'm, I'm the victim. <laughs> I'm, I'm the victim, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how much I can stress that. I'm the victim here. You'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, that, that victim is way overblown. <laughs> Man, yo. Yeah, he laying on the ground, but I'm the victim. <laughs> I'm the victim, yo. <laughs> yes, sir. Hell yeah. Podcast radio. Hey man, do motherfuckers still be selling crack? <laughs> man, I, I doubt. Hey, I thought of that the other day. Like, man, do people still stand on corners? Do they still do that shit? That shit was the shit back in the day, nigga. Man, that shit was, was the shit, nigga. I don't think they. I, oh, I, I think about I'm that all the time, man. Side right here. <laughs> I'm right. Here Post and sell this crack. I have it. You know where I am. You see me. I'm right here. I'll be here all day. Looking I'll up and down day. the block. They don't even know what that means no more. <laughs> nah. They in a house somewhere. Hidden it in the back. It used oh. to be it used to be man. a block full of people. Think about Bruh, it. Everybody, it man. A block full of people selling crack. Nigga, everybody. Niggas selling dummies, selling well, everybody. Selling soap. Oh. Selling I'm, crack. Piling off. Yeah. Man, it's everything. That, and it, they was outside with it. And the police arrived by and look at these mo like, no, this motherfucker didn't. I, <laughs> right in front of my face, my nigga. Like they ain't do nothing. How insane that was! The people were, what did I do? Man, the police, man, they after us, man. No, they not after you, my nigga. They just saw you. <laughs> they just trying to scare you. That's all. There. You I ain't making enough light. yet. You ain't I making enough. Light. I looked to the right. The nigga, <laughs> him something. He handed him some money. I drove man. back to it. Yeah, he did man. that all day, and I saw it happen. So man, this is is that was that was like a phenomenon, man. Like you know, it didn't seem that bad because you know it was on movies, it was everywhere. But everybody thought know, they were gonna be doing that for the rest of their life. <laughs> like you was risking your life, you was standing outside, Bruh. right? There. Every day, that's twenty to thirty, right there, twenty to thirty in your <laughs> pocket every hour, man. It's just so crazy to me that the police knew what you was doing. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, bro, I know exactly what you was doing. I might can't prove it right now, but you know I know what the hell you was standing there doing. Bro, they just counting money just on the block. Just The block was hot. It was, ah, man, yo. I don't even know if I ain't experienced that. I don't don't even know if I want to see that. I probably feel nervous now. I would have been so mad at rappers, man. I'd have been like, (laughs) you motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Like... I hear uh, what they know about the stash box that's hidden in my auntie's house under the bedroom in the guest room. Under the bed in the house? It was under, in the bush in the dirt right <laughs> up under that rock. <laughs> What'd you say? And that bush up under dirt right next to that rock. That's what, that's what, that's what the stash at, man. For real. I got a hundred rounds in the bushes. Bruh. Man. Man. Blunt Force Podcast Radio. Goddamn right.
don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes and cars. Wood floors in the new apartment, couture from the store's departments. You more like love to start. I'm more of the trips to Florida, order the orders, views of the water, straight from a page of your favorite author. And the weather's so breezy, man, why can't life always be this easy? She in the mirror dancing so sleazy, I get a call like, where are you, Yeezy? And try to hit you with the old Wapti, till I got flashed by the paparazzi. These got me, I hate these more As than I the call, I know you love to show off, but I never thought that you would take it this far. We hardly talk, I was doing my thing I know I was fair, baby, hey, baby Lately, you've been all on my brain And if somebody would have told me a month ago Frontin' oh, yo, I wouldn't wanna know If somebody would have told me a year ago It'd go get this difficult Couldn't like Katrina with no FEMA Like Martin with no Gina like a flight with no visa First class with the seat back I still see ya In my past You on the other side of the glass Of my memories museum I'm just saying Hey Mona Lisa Come home You know you can't roam As without I Caesar recall, I know you love to show off But I never thought That you would take it this far What do I know? So the great debate. Hey, well, before the debate, man, man, yo, that shit was crazy, man, with Bronny James, man. Yeah, yo, man. I don't, I wouldn't right. let him play no more, man. If I was, I don't think I would let him play no more, man. Well, it, it depends That's... on what happened, you know what I mean? Because you got to remember that that was something in his heart. So that was electric. So that's, you know, that's short circuiting somewhere. They can figure out why it happened, you know what I mean? Then he'll probably be able to sustain his career. But Ooh. as it looks now, man, it ain't no reason for you to risk your life. Hell no. Something like that happened. And it's unfortunate because you, know, you got your dad's name and you out there, you really balling. Like, really on the list to be drafted in the next couple of years. Yeah, So yep. the fact that that's happening to you, man, I just, my heart goes out to the whole family. But you know, especially him, you know, it's, it's it's not something that uh, you know, you plan for as a young man for your career to be over before it starts for real. Mm, that's that's a that's a hell of a decision right there. I mean, but like you said, man, probably you know, once the medical records get, you know, doctors get into it, they break that shit down, man, because that'd have been that's that's definitely something I would love to see, man, to see him and his son play on the same team. That's yeah. like that Griffey moment. You know, I I, wasn't, I really wasn't watching baseball when that Griffey moment happened, man. But man, yep. man, I would love I, to see that. Highlights of it. I was always a baseball highlight dude, so you know, I saw the highlights from it, and they talk about it still to this day. You know, and uh, that would have been great though for for LeBron, man, to be able to play with his junior. You know, but uh, it's it's more important things. You know, especially you know at that age, get past. But look, the, the the good thing about it though, man, is that he was working out in front of some people. Right. You know, about if he was doing a solo workout or you know something like that, man. 
it would have been a tragedy. See, but, I ain't even think about it like that. That's a hell of a way to put it. I mean, think about it. That's hard to think about, you know, at that age, you know, you already, you know, lost the ability to, to where you was going to put your career, you know. That was his career, uh, at least his future career, you know. Yeah, I mean, it had been, it'd been uh, even worse, like I said, if his father wasn't, if he was the only one, but. You know, yeah. thankfully, you know, he, you know, I mean, he really don't need to be in the NBA if he don't, you know, but, you know, thankfully, but, man, I know that's, that's a hell of a decision, man. I just hope. Uh, he, got he don't necessarily, he doesn't, monetarily, he doesn't need to be in the NBA. I'm pretty sure it was definitely an aspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, he don't need to be there, you know, monetarily. He can live off his name, or he can do great things oh. just on the court, you know, yeah. what he to do. He can live off that name, or he can be like, I'm going to forge a path for myself that has nothing to do with playing basketball. You know, it might just, you know, he might have just been meant for something different in the same, yep. you know, arena, you know, might be, you know, a better coach. He got a shitload of options, man. You know what I'm saying? He got a shitload of great options, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's one major one that was taken away, possibly. But other than that, you know, life is great for him. You know, he's still yeah. a young, relatively healthy man with, you know, he already made his money. You know, he, he made millions on his own. You know, he got a little NIL deal already. So, well, I know them college players before. I just think that NIL shit, boy, I know Shamika Holstock mad than a motherfucker Woo. right now. Boy, I know she just. <laughs> He did, nigga. All this money, these money, these, these, these women making right now in college. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But I think set life already. I think, it's, I, mean? I think it's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt right the talent, now. though. She's making more money right now Bruh. than she'll probably make in her entire WNBA career, bro. And that's a sad thing, you know, because they don't get really paid like that. But the fact that she's getting her millions right now based off her name, mm. hey, man. Can't do nothing but applaud that. That young lady is on her way, man. She got doubled, like, eight digits already, just not even going to the WNBA. If she chooses to do something else, man, you know, either way, she'll be fine. I think uh NIL thing, man, it might hurt the talent coming in. Now, I don't know as far as WNBA, but as far as NBA, uh, I think, I think it, it, it might hurt the It might be pretty good, but it's got a strong possibility to hurt the talent coming in the NBA. It, I think if they're getting paid, because that's a whole new game, man. You Right out of, high, right out of high school, you're getting paid? But look, though, that's true. That's that's 100% true. But look at these contracts in the NBA now, man. These We talk about mid-level dudes getting 50 or $60 million <laughs> contracts, and you looking back like man just in in just the like 2010s it wasn't like that but you got guys that six seven man you know they rich set for life so the incentive to play you know i think is is has been diminished to a certain extent because you know you got somebody like anthony davis who i'm glad he getting paid i'm all for that bro get that money but the fact that he hasn't been consistently healthy and he getting 60 plus million a year man to show you what the pocket looking like right now. Now he deserves it though, because if he healthy, he unstoppable on offense and defense. But that is true. So it's just the market right now is, is is paying everybody, even mid level, you know, dudes that's not even on the fringe of a star. Yeah, they they getting you know close to a hundred million dollars, man. Mm -hmm. You know. And then uh, with with everything going on, man, look at the. The, the big debate, the great debate, I guess. The great debate in, in the NBA sports. Yeah. In NBA, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. The GOAT. The, the GOAT. I don't know, man. I think basketball is getting too big, man, to have one GOAT. That's true. But the one that I, man, I, I'm starting to sound like my old man and shit because I used to argue with my old man or about Kareem and Jordan, and he would always say, well, you ain't never seen a play, so you don't know. Right, so right, I, right. When I say that with Jordan, you know, because you know, that's my GOAT. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like that, man. You know, if you ever seen him play, you'll know what I'm talking about. But you, you know, highlights ain't gonna do it, man. You know, what I'm you had to see them playing. You had, you had to feel the action. You know, his he was just, uh, it was just, and, and one dude was like, it was just right then and there, right now. Whatever you took from it was right now. As far as right yeah. now, today's, you know, internet, you know, it's, it, it can linger and change side stories of how many times, but. Oh yeah, man! That moment, man, it was just—it was just pure domination. Even, 
you know, even coming up in the 80s, man, you know what I'm saying? It was just, he had, mm-hmm. you know, just the desire. It just made you want to train. You know what I'm saying? It just made you. Just... They was never out of the game. You was never out of the game if if he was in the game. And the thing that a lot of people just fail to realize, man, is that he wasn't a one-dimensional dude. You know who the second all-time steals leader is in the NBA? It's Mike. <laughs> second all-time. Now, we talking about, like, John Stockton is, like, a thousand ahead of everybody. Right. Like, even in assists and steals, nobody ever going to catch John Stockton. But we talking about one of the greatest points-per-game scorers the greatest points per game score of all time and Michael Jordan also is one the second all-time leader in steals. And that was every year. He wasn't a thousand percent best on ball defender, but you just he was he played well within that system and he played passing lanes better than any guard. And he got, I think, like the most uh blocks for a shooting guard, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for shooting guards as far as rebound, like he wasn't a one-dimensional guy. So that 88, what was it, 87, 88 season? That's to me what, you know, solidified, like, that he was going to be one of the GOATs when he had the scoring title mm-hmm. and the defense player of the year. Set it like down. Do you know what that means? Set. That means that I'm going to take everything from you and give you nothing. I'm going to go 35 on you, and you ain't scoring shit. Like, when I come down here, I'm taking the ball back down here. I'm scoring again. So it was like. It Always was, a low-scoring game, goddamn. <laughs> you know, so man, from you know, LeBron, I'll never, I'll never, and that's why you're right, man. You're right in the sense of for error. It's hard to say who's the greatest of all time when you take it in every era, man. Because I didn't get to see Oscar Robinson play, right, right. Hey, Elgin Baylor was Mike before Mike, yep. and then you get people that watch Larry Bird play and just saw he could do anything with. Uh, not a whole lot of athleticism. So so for these young people that have been watching LeBron since, like, you know, 2007, 2008, when he was really, really turning up to be the premier dude of the league, these dudes, been a lot of them been watching him their whole life. And they've been watching him dominate game in and game out. You know, yeah, he didn't fail short, but so did Mike. You know, Mike didn't really win nothing until, like, the 90s. And he came in the mid-80s. So, for somebody, I I used to be just adamant about, oh, man, like, how can you not see that Mike is the great? But I'm looking at it now, and it's like, first of all, LeBron didn't score more points than anybody. He didn't intend to do that. Right. The fact that he did it and wasn't really trying to do it, and the fact that every other aspect of his game, he was, you know, amongst the top of the league in his position, and the fact that he took garbage teams, man. Like, he took garbage teams. Savage teams to the final. That if you take him off the team, it go from sixty six to sixteen to sixteen and sixty six. You know you got to put him up there, man. So I don't argue with nobody about that no more. As far as who's the goat overall, but if I had to pick one person, it's gonna be Mike. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. You got now. Bobby. Knight. Did you hear what Bobby Knight said in nineteen eighty four? This was nineteen eighty four. This, he said it before he saw Michael Jordan play one game. He said he, that makes him the best I ever seen play with the ability to get better and all of that, man, and his athleticism. He like, it's the best I ever seen. Before he even stepped on the court, they already knew that he was going to be one of the greatest of all time, man. And he lived up to it. And uh, every time that we thought he was down and out, man, he, he pulled back in, like from the Pacers to the Jazz, you know. So with, I won't uh, argue with nobody. When it comes to like the bronze, only thing uh why I mean he yeah he the go to the uh of of this era, but it's just the, I I always wonder like what would have happened if he had stayed in Cleveland, you know? Yeah, he, what would have happened? Not. You know how many how how many titles would he have won if he had stayed in Cleveland? You know that's one thing you can't really say about anybody that's in the goat conversation because everybody majority of the people that was in the goat conversation all was with one team. Stay with that one you know, team. Stay with that one. <laughs> Except for Kareem, you know he went from Milwaukee to L.A. You know what I'm saying? But that, that can be thrown in there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm make LeBron's fans mad. You know I'm a LeBron fan too, but at the same time, 2011 is it, it will always. I 
I watched that series, man. Now, it wasn't just J.J. Burrell. People like to throw that at him a lot. It wasn't Uh. just him. It was led with him because LeBron was out there on the, you know, he was running the ball. He was moving the ball on his point guard, point forward tip. So, J.J. Burrell was, yeah, he was leading the charge. But they was running a zone type. They was all a collective effort keeping him out out of the hole, man. And it, it just threw his whole game off. And there was nobody around there to dominate the way that they thought he was. So 2011, their defense was such a major factor that it exposed him. And he didn't react well to it. You know what I mean? He didn't He didn't take well to it. It took his whole game away. You know, I think he scored like six points in a game or Hell something. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was you know, bad, that's, yo. That's it was bad. Up, you, you saw it, too. Everybody, I remember watching that game. I just saw the give-upness. Like he just gave up. And I ain't saying it. You know, I, LeBron's dominant, you know, like the best player of this generation. But, man, no, that's he, finals. He gave up, he, he gave was, up. He, he, that's, that's what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like, man. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. Everybody Wait, saw like, it. Wait, do something. He looked at him like, bro, what is you doing, man? And and Dwayne Wade was like, brought you down here to do something. You know what I mean? You do it. And it it, it wasn't – the hierarchy wasn't really set the way that LeBron thought it was. He thought that, okay, I'm going to get us here and Dwayne going to close it out. But Dwayne Wade was like, you're going to have to do a little bit of both. (laughs) You're going to have to – you know, I don't get us here too, so you're going to have to, you know – you have to do a little bit of both, but um, you know, even at, at, at Michael Jordan, even at his worst, like does when he played against Gary Payton and, and the Sonics, you know, he didn't average the amount of points that he normally averages. I mean, because he ain't getting no goddamn six points. You ain't shutting him. Down. Definitely got twenty points a game at least. <laughs> he definitely. Yeah. I ain't never points. saw a game where I felt like Mike was giving up. You know, I, I ain't I never, I ain't never the felt that one. Not even all star game, nigga. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't not, never. He ain't never. He ain't never not took nothing serious. You know, it's never been a time when Mike wasn't actively trying to kill you. <laughs> that's what I mean. He was like, it don't matter, and that's what that's what Jalen Rose was saying on the last dance when they was celebrating after Reggie hit that three. He was like, look at. He said, yeah, we hit that three, but look at Larry Bird's face. Yeah. He said because he knew what we knew. They had time on the clock, and they had Michael Jordan. That's a sign of a killer. Hell yeah. Killer, killer, no, killers. Killers recognize killers, man. Larry Bird knew. Like, I know what he can do. He hit me. Larry Bird called Michael Jordan God. At all the times Larry Bird to knock this nigga out the motherfucking finals in in the 80s, you think Mike ain't remember that shit? He ain't never beat Bird, nigga. When he scored, when when he scored, I think he scored like 49. He came back next game with that 60-some point game. That's what Larry Bird was like, man. I think it was God dressed up as Michael Jordan. So, you know, we, you know, you got to look at that. This, this is a white dude calling a black dude God at what he doing over here. Hey. And, and everybody, the whole world heard that. And it was like, man, but we, we really saw what we really saw what he did. And it was nobody that could, at that time that, that was on that level. Nobody you know, brings so. up, uh, when we have the Jordan debate, I always, you know, everybody bring up everything, but nobody yeah. ever talks about that Portland final series, nigga, that they Bulls almost lost. Nigga. Jordan wasn't even in the game when they came back. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. Jordan yeah. wasn't even in the game when they came back. Man, they, they was about to lose that. They almost lost that series. They yeah, they the, would have they if are, they didn't take Jordan out because – he was so intent on killing um, Clyde Drexler that he was shooting himself out the game. But they don't even talk about that one. Scotty Pippen brought it up when you know because he been going at Mike. Yeah, you I don't know, know what's up with Scotty, Mike, man. Scotty, man. You know, smashing his ex, so he got to go at it. That's I'm a... there. Broke my heart though. You know, Mike. Mike had a bad finals. You know, overall. He has oh, no, I ain't talking about like a bad final. just something that they don't never bring up. They always bring up other stuff. But if you're going to yeah. talk bad about Mike, about something, you at least say that part. Because that yeah. that's the only time I really you – know, I, I don't remember him being yeah. in the game and something was still transpiring. This the thing. Mike Mike bring it up. Mike will be like, yeah, man, you know, I, I, I did bad at this. I, you know, he'll be the first person to tell you, man, that I ain't do too well. Now, did I end up still winning? That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> But he'll still tell you, yeah, I really didn't do that well, man. But the thing about 
him between him and LeBron, I would say that it was never a question of am I going to take this shot or am I going to be the one to make the decision on where this shot is going. Everybody in the world know what I'm doing. It's yep. just up to you to stop me. And nobody was ever able to do that. Yep, exactly. You know, it was a monster from the mid-range anywhere like any part of the court man he was just it it was it was he was he was damn near flawless man his form and he's just everything about his footwork bro just made sure that wasn't nobody getting at his shot he (laughs) diving back so far man (laughs) it's like can't nobody block that you know so it was almost like and everybody talked about how strong he was in comparison to other guards i get lebron that physicality when it you ain't lying, but it's times he ain't never used that motherfucker, man. There's been times he ain't used it when he could have been the bully of the court. You should have been. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. See that right there, man. See, see what I'm saying, man? See how that just conjured up that one? Yo, yeah. Just that, that attitude, like, man, you the biggest motherfucker out here, man. You should be banging these dudes. Man, ain't no way in hell you should have lost to Jason Terry and Dirk Nowinski, man. Jason Terry got the tattoo of the the thing on his arm before he even won. Yeah, and that, that wasn't even no incentive, mo. He would he wouldn't have played in the game. Oh. like you gonna get a tattoo? Jordan would have. Oh, Jordan. Oh man, he wouldn't even did no shit like that against Jordan. I ain't gonna. That, that was just pure disrespect right there, yo. That was just pure disrespect to do to somebody. I guarantee you, ask Jason Terry, he wouldn't have did that shit against no Jordan. I swear, man. Yeah. He would never have even thought about it, man. That, that motherfucker got the tattoo mind. of the goddamn championship on his arm. Nigga, when he got that shit, the guy laughed. <laughs> when he first said, I laughed. I clowned this dude. I was like, look at this goof-ass motherfucker. He got that. Oh, I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when he got to get something covered on it. What you going to put there? Is just next time or something? Yeah. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> but they, he really wanted. And Yo. I'm like, no. Yo. What made him think they was gonna win it, and then they yeah. actually, Bruh. I would have never. But you see, they taunted, they taunted Dirk in that series too. They taunted him, and Dirk didn't never forget that, and they kind of made him a little bit. You know, you you know, you already hyped up because it's the final, but now it's like, oh, I really got a reason to go at y'all. Y'all want to make man, fun of me? That was yeah. and yeah, that, that's insane, man. The good, great debate, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, just that's pretty much what it is, man. I I love them both, but if I got to choose one of all time, man, I got to choose Mike, man. Offense and defense, man. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one too, man. You know, Mike, man. What so? What about uh? What about Kobe, man? You putting Kobe over LeBron, man? Cause <laughs> hey, I, I like Stephen A. Still, what he said, man. Um, in the last three minutes, I don't know if LeBron. <laughs> Well now, now he done moved up, yo. But at first, I'll say like, I, yeah, I'll say about about six years ago, he wasn't in that last. He wasn't in that five starting five in the last two minutes. In the last yeah. two minutes, man, yo, I'm still a little, you know, last yeah, two man. minutes. But I can't deny, man, the, the the small guard just only because Kobe and Jordan. Well, this is what I think. Only because Kobe and Jordan play the same position. You know, I can't yeah. put Kobe at no small forward. I mean, I could, but I mean, look, with Jordan played point guard, he almost averaged the triple double when he, he played. Point, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there's no way in hell I would put Jordan and Kobe on the floor at the same time. I got Isaiah as my, my point guard, man. Who? I got Isaiah. Watch Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas as my point guard. Hey, bro, that's people. That's another thing. I got Isaiah Thomas, my point guard, hey. though. Top point guard in the game ever. <laughs> Yeah, man. He man, it was nothing that Zeke couldn't ever. do. Yeah, ever. Yeah, he... Nothing he could do, bro. He was dunking. He could dunk. He could take man. He could take a dribble. He could score from any part of the court, man. He was dicking Magic Johnson, nigga. Every year, every year he would he, Magic Johnson can't stick Isaiah. He too low. If Isaiah he too low. Five, six, four. If he had just Jason Kidd height, man, it is no way that Isaiah they could deny him, man. But it's it's you know first of all because you know Isaiah ain't everybody's favorite dude. I can understand know. that because he wasn't mine. I ain't like him in the eighties. I ain't respect them until I got older. <laughs> you know, until I, know, I got I older. It's like because my pops liked him. You know what I mean? I was still a little dude. You know when he first started winning. But it was because my pops gave him, you know, like, yeah, man, he this is the dude, man. Like, look, look at everything he does and oh. the way he dribbled the ball and the way he crossed people over. Look, that was new. 
Wasn't yeah. nobody doing no crossovers, man. Dude, that was Isaiah. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. You know, he came and did. That's Chicago right there. He came and then Tim Hardaway, Chicago came right Ooh. behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Isaiah, man, he don't get put on the top of a lot of lists because you know you got Magic, you know, and that's 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 fair, man. Magic is six foot nine, and even Showtime, you know, even Showtime, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, averaging you know double digit, you know, he averaged like twenty and thirteen, you know. So Isaiah kind of get overlooked sometimes, man. But the, the, what he did in the short period of time he played, man, it was it was it was unheard of, man. It was legendary what he did. He came yeah. in between two, three dynasties. He went up against all of them, bring yeah. up all time teams and beat all of them. God damn it, eighty six Celtics. Beat the them all, 87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-87-
that damn boy, we still stay free. Big things happen every time we meet. Like a track team crash, ain't dying to geek. Outcast walking up and down the street. Slam back, can't let by five niggas be. 75 MCs freestyling to the beat. Cause we get drunk, stay drunk at the club. Should've bought an ounce, but you caught the dub. Should've held back, but you stole the punch. Supposed to meet you good, but you packed the lunch. No G to the U to the G for you. Got a son on the way by the name of Bamboo. Got a little baby girl for a year, Jordan. Never turn my back on my kids for them. Should've hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Rag top, boy, you read up, get a laptop. Make a bit for yourself, boy, set some goals. Make a fat dime out of dusty cold. Record number four, but we on the road. Hold up, slow up, stop, control. Like Janet, planet, stake on the Isonia. Moving like floor, come straight to Florida. Lock on your understand, block the quarters. Put it up on bell, cause the weapon's in order. Like a three piece bitch, before I cut your daughter. Your kettle talk a bell, then I hit the border. Pity pat rapper trying to get the five. I'm a microphone being trying to stay alive. When you come to ATM, when well, you bet not high, cause the Dunning family gon' ride. <laughs> identification, Blood Force Podcast Radio. You know what I'm saying?